this big announcement, Alex. We have a big announcement. We can't just, I don't know what to, do I sing a song or something? Extra, extra, read all about it. Ladies Guide to Do Simmers doing a live show in Melbourne. Wow. Beck, what are the details of the Ladies Guide to Do Cinema live show in Melbourne? Okay, beautiful Melbourne listeners. We are coming to you on the 23rd of April uh, for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We'll be doing a show at Comedy Republic at 1.30 p.m. So, Pack a sandwich, pack your Lunchables, <laughs> pack a banana if you're feeling peckish, a juice box. Yeah, Popper. Yep. Go Popper. Mm. Uh, we'd love to see you guys there. This will be our second live show. We had so much fun at the Melbourne Comedy Festival last year, so please come along. You know, movie and lineup to be advised, mm-hmm. but it is very exciting. Yes, we uh, have two fantastic guests that we can't tell you about yet. Can't tell you about. So head to our socials for the links for tickets or go to comedyrepublic.com.au and search our name. We can't wait to see you. Yes, we love you. Bye. Bye. This is <laughs> the ladies' guide to do cinema. cinema. My, name My name is Beck Charlotte. <laughs> and with me is my gorgeous co-host Beck Charlotte. And with me is my gorgeous co-host Alex J. This is a movie. This is a podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. <laughs> and this week, guys, we have got a big one. We are following up the biggest one of all time. The biggest. But before we get into it, mm. I have to ask you a couple of questions, Alex. What's that? Question number one, Mm. what have you watched this week? Ah, yes, yes, yes. The fabled question. Mm. Look, this week I'm going to spin it around a couple of times. I'm going to do an anti-recommend. Okay. And it's a podcast. (gasps) So I have recently listened to an incel-based doco podcast Mm. called Boys Like Me. Now, I only anti... It's quite a good podcast, Mm -hmm. but I only anti-recommend it because it is depressing as fuck. So (laughs) I went into it thinking like, oh, incels, like I'd love to learn more about it, you know, be aware of the danger that... One of the many dangers that present itself to us every day. But it turns out if if you're feeling in any way sensitive or fragile, maybe avoid this one until you're feeling a bit more solid nice. because it does bring up some stuff that yep. doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's a well-produced podcast, it's very interesting. So, if you're feeling solid, head over to Boys Like Me. Nice. Mm. What have you watched this week, my love? Okay. So, I have been watching the Kanye West documentary. Ooh. Okay, I understand Kanye at the moment is fine. Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's chilling and Solid. I I wish him all the best. <laughs> uh look, he's not being a great dude at the moment. Ew. He's yeah. Look, and the hard thing is this documentary it's so fucking good. Really? Like and I feel so conflicted because if I, if this had come out a month ago, I would feel so differently mm-hmm. and I would just love to just watch it and fully enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But now it is like with a pinch of salt because I'm like, the documentary is going to end mm. and then 
the real ending is happening in real time and I don't like oh, it. I don't like it. So is it about his like childhood and life? So it is filmed over 20 years. Oh. So he had a friend who's a comedian and uh, videographer and producer called Cootie. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he started filming Kanye from the start of his career in like the early 2000, like 2001. One, I think, is when he starts making footage. Wow. And it's, Foresight to the max. This guy better yeah. buy some freaking lottery tickets or something. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. Like, that they filmed all of this oh shit. Oh, my God. And, like, it's, everything's documented. Whoa. And it's, it's very well done. It's really interesting and really mm-hmm. cool. And also, like, it's three episodes long and each episode is, like, an hour and a half. Oh, so easy. It's, Perfect for like evening viewing. Okay. Of like it fills up the evening and then you're like, okay, done. I will say don't watch it too late at night because it does get you like amped up. Okay. Because they play all of like Kanye's like best hits and sure. some of them are just real party starters. Yeah, of course. They're and not they're not anyway lullabies to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, to. yeah. You can't really fall asleep to Jesus walks. Sure. Like, <laughs> Yeah, a little jarring. Um, so, yes, I recommend that with a pinch of salt. Oh, and also mm. I have been watching Pam and Tommy. Sure. Um, again, something else I'm taking with a pinch of salt. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if you are watching it, we are reviewing it on the Patreon this week. Yes. Um, so, and I've, I've loved so it. So that was very loud, but I'm yes. very excited for it. <laughs> no, it's great. It's really good. Sebastian yes. Stan is Wunderbar in it. Incredible. Same with Lily James. And let's not forget Seth Rogen. Yes. 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 (laughs) Killing it as Seth Rogen, but in the 90s. Um, Yes, we're we're doing episodes one, two, and three over on the Patreon this week. Yeah. So So join us over there for $7 a month. Yes. Now, Mm -hmm. shall we move on to the next segment? Yes. Entitled Nice People Say Nice Things. Absolutely. Speaking of Patreon. This week's Nice People Say Nice Things goes out to our Patreon listeners. Mm. We Last week and the week before, we actually released uh, some video of you and I playing a movie trivia game. Yes. To oh test my God, it's our so knowledge. Fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> and the video is great. Beck edited it. It's fucking so fun, so funny. Um, so I just want to say thanks to the Patreon listeners who got involved because we uh, – just having a lot of fun in the chat. People are like playing along and just it's just such a lovely vibe. So again, head over to patreon.com slash ladies guide to dude cinema seven dollars a month. You can get all of that and more. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh there's so many great questions in there. Mm-hmm. We are gonna do uh more of them. Yes. Uh so if you want to check that out on the Patreon and what we will be doing is uh for the next one, we'll be setting up uh a system where you guys can submit movie trivia questions to us. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, we will play them out in real time and see if we know everything. About the movies that we've done. I mean, there's been a lot of them. Surely yeah. some things have fallen out of the old noggin. But, yeah, so head, head it over to Patreon um, so you can submit some questions for us. We'd love to hear what you guys have to ask us. Yes. Oh, and I have one more mm. nice person saying a nice thing. Yes, please. Um, I would like to give a shout out to Luke, mm. um, who came to a show that I did in a, an unnamed city. Oh, um, yes. That I will not mention because I heart goes out to Luke. You came <laughs> along and you were so lovely and so kind, and the show was look rough. <laughs> it was so I yeah. 
it was a rough time. It was not. You gotta not have my best. Him. You gotta have him. You gotta mm. sprinkle him through. Yeah, and you came up at the end, and you still said good job, and that really that really meant Luke. a lot to me. So okay. shout out to Luke. Love of you, Luke. Miscellaneous city. City. <laughs> <laughs> the East Coast of Australia. <laughs> okay. All right. Shall we get into the movie Let's that has brought us all here today? Stop faffing about. It is The Godfather Two. Back Electric in the habit. Boogaloo. <laughs> We both went for the same joke, but different reference. Oh, we're in sync, baby. We're in sync. Okay, so let's quick recap. Do you remember what you predicted for uh, part two of Le Godfather? No, I don't. I think we all mainly predicted that they would get into drugs. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... They didn't. They didn't, it turns out. We were wrong. Uh, They got into a lot of other hijinks. They sure did. Should we get into it? Let's do it. If anything in this life is certain, if history's taught us anything, it's that you can kill anyone. Is it worth it? My father taught me many things here. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. In the continuing saga of the Corleone crime family, a young Vito Corleone grows up in Sicily in the 1910s in New York. In the 50s, Michael Corleone attempts to expand the family business into Las Vegas, Hollywood and Cuba. That's not enough. That's not. This is, I'm sorry, this is a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. Okay. The length. How did, how did you feel about it? I was not excited for the length. Mm-hmm. I will be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't think that surprises anyone. Yeah. But I was so enamored with Godfather 1 and I'd heard on the grapevine that Godfather 2 is even better. So I was okay with it, I think. Yeah. It just started raining really hard if anyone yeah. can hear that. And I looked rudely out the window as after to be like, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, don't you know we're recording in here? We are recording a podcast. Thank you. Um, so, sorry if you can hear that in the background. It's fucking. This is not a meditation tape. This yeah, is, this is <laughs> actual IRL. A silly little right. movie podcast. <laughs> what do you, how did you um, feel about the 3.5 hours? I was annoyed because I watched this one during the daytime. Mm. Uh, and I watched this while I was cleaning my bathroom. Mm. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would say no, no, no. So you, do you have the laptop perch? Sitting on the toilet while I am crouched in the shower, scrubbing the shower recess. As Francis Ford Coppola would have wanted. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, and then, Hey, we're busy ladies. Yeah, we got a lot going on. I would say if you are going to watch this, s- sit down. Yeah. Take the, take the time, get some snacks involved. Mm-hmm. Get your attention because, my God, did I not follow what was going on and it made it so much longer. Yeah. Because the last one I was like, that didn't feel like three hours at all. Mm. And this one, I felt every minute, every minute. I I watched it in about four different sittings. Oh, shit. Like just kept running out of time. And so I think it felt okay that way because I didn't actually just sit down and watch three and a half hours of a movie. It was more like I'd made it into a TV series essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You Mm can. Okay, but 
So Godfather 2, it is about we have two separate storylines in two different timelines going on, overlapping each other at once. So we start with Michael. Mm -hmm. He is now the head of the Corleone family, as we learn in Godfather 1. And then we also start jumping backwards to Vito Corleone's beginning and his childhood and how he grew up to be the don of a family. Mm. So then we meet Vito Corleone as a teeny tiny little boy and learn the tragedy that he endures as a nine-year-old, which is his mother, his father and his sibling are all shot dead Yes, by the mafia head of Corleone, Italy. Oh, my God. In a field of rocks. In a field of rocks. Were you? so Okay, I was so stressed as to what. That place was. <laughs> that it was dry. It was hot. And I then didn't know there were many quarries in Italy. They had to run across all of the rocks, and I was like, "That someone's going to roll no an ankle." No protection. No yeah. UV protection whatsoever. By Mm-mm. the way, very uncomfortable. Um, and so then, Corleone Vito grows up. He emigrates to America. Uh, then he grows up to be my new boyfriend, which is a young Robert <laughs> a young De Niro. Robert De Fucking Niro. Okay, young Vito Corleone can get it. I mean, Mamma Mia! What way to bury the lead? The world. If you had <laughs> led that with the fact that. Godfather 2 stars the most gorgeous man who's ever lived at the most gorgeous point in his existence. Yeah. We watched this years ago. We've been so on board. (gasps) Did you recognize him at first? Yes. I didn't know it was him. Because I think this is like, I think this is either just like pre or post Taxi Driver. Yeah, okay. Because in Taxi Driver, I was like, I want to throw you in the bin. I hate you so much. And in this one, I was like, I want to throw you in my bin. (laughs) You are my rubbish, yeah. sir. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna recycle, separate you. <laughs> Soft plastics, hard plastics, the whole mile. Yeah, I felt like it was a really fun, like juxtaposition mm. of like Al Pacino, who I think of as like the old, mm. you know, older star, and then Robert De Niro, the younger star, playing like his father. Oh. I was like, I just love. I loved that. It was. Perfect. Like, I know this is at the beginning of their career, so this kind of set up the whole, you know, like mystery and like iconography of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino as gangster movies. Yeah. So this was the first one. But just because we've kind of come backwards into it. So we like watched Heat first. Then we did, what's the other one they were in together, but they didn't have any scenes together? Taxi Driver, I think. Pacino oh, was in Taxi Driver shit. and they didn't have scenes together like in Godfather 2. So that's why it was so exciting when Heat came out and they finally had a scene together. Mm. But like, so we've kind of come backwards into it, but this is where it all started. Yeah. They started. Hi, Skip. Hello. Thank you, darling. Skip I is just you. being an excellent boyfriend and being Rebecca a little coffee. Brought me a coffee while I was thirsting over another man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whore. I'm a filthy whore. Oh no, we take him back. <laughs> but you were saying but it's we all came right, into because this backwards. The man was like, like sixty years ago. So. I want a young Robert De Niro to come backwards into me. Into me, yes. Or I'd I'd like to go backwards into, into young Robert young De, Niro. De Niro. Both yep. of them don't make any sense. <laughs> 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 we'll find a way. You know what we'll I'm make talking it work. about? Hurricane is pretty open minded. <laughs> We will have some fun. It's a safe space. So yeah. So 
So then we see Pacino, who somehow is also getting even more handsome mm. with age. Okay, he had some moments Godfather in ones this to twos. where I blushed. Yes, me too. Yeah. I was like, I thought he was looking at me. <laughs> yeah, like into my soul. Into my soul. Like, He's got those soul peering eyes. eyes. <laughs> Look, I didn't expect Godfather 2 to be so horny. But, but it was. It was. It was. My God. Okay, so yes, okay. we go through. Basically, we're just watching Vito Corleone come. Because I didn't know this because I hadn't seen this yet, but he's the first Don of mm. the Corleone family. He in New York, started yes. It in New York, yeah, he started it. That wasn't even his real last name yes. when he was a kid. He changed it. And so he it's showing his ascension into the Godfather. Mm. And it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. That's really cool. And so then in the present day uh, storyline with Al Pacino, not as cool. Mm. He's kind of going downhill. Yeah, things are not going well it for is, Michael as Corleone. You have mentioned a juxtaposition of storylines. So mm. Vito's going up, Michael's going, going down. down. And he's just getting a bunch of double crossing again from a lot of men that look the same. Yeah. Okay. Did you find it really hard to follow yeah, this one? I, I yeah. did. Same. But I really wanted to follow this one. Normally I kind of, when I've realized I'm not following the intricacies of double crossing and shit in movies, I'll check out, mm. but I really wanted to get this one. So I kept rewinding and stuff. And I thought I, I think I got it basically. Yeah. But I got really confused about Fredo and when he double crossed and all that kind of intricate stuff. Yeah. So okay, I have some questions for you. Okay, so the how did what how did how did they end up in Cuba? What was that about? How did they introduce every single character that was in Cuba? All of a sudden, they were in Cuba, and they're like, "And there's this guy, and this guy, and this guy," and I was like. Why are we here? Uh, <laughs> Why we are we meeting these gentlemen? Having the loveliest garden party a moment ago. That's right. And now we're just having to, we're in a weird sex dungeon and then there's a guy with a big dick and like. And then, the, yeah, oh my God, the sex dungeon. That was a I got wild really, I scene. I got very nervous during that scene. Same. It was like this uh, performance, I guess, right? And they brought this woman out who was tied to a pole and I very scantily clad and she mm. looked distressed and I was yep. like, oh no, this mm. is the 50s. <laughs> yeah. But it, I don't know what ended up happening. I don't know. They they didn't show what ended up happening. That's I good. think the idea of the show was that a man came out and he had a very big dick mm-hmm. and that it was so big that she went from being distressed to being like, ah, oh, yummy. Good, <laughs> good, good. So yeah, entertainment media has been getting it right Yeah, for, for ages, for decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we don't see any of that, which I was no. very thankful for that I was choice. very thankful as well because I think a lot of newer movies would probably fucking put that scene in mm. there because like it's, you know, Edgy. Tarantino-esque style. Like we have to show yeah. all the traumatic stuff because why wouldn't we? No, sometimes you can just imply it. Mm. We understand what's happening. One thing I feel with Francis Ford Coppola is I feel like really safe with yes. him. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Big time. Because, yeah, and, and these are pretty gory movies. They mm. can get pretty hectic, but I haven't felt disturbed or uncomfortable mm. at any moments during it. Yeah. Do you know why? Because none of them have to do with sexual violence. Yeah. That's why. They really don't have that anywhere in this movie. Nope. That's interesting. So 
We've talked about the cast, basically. Otherwise, we've just got all of our regular other characters in yeah, there. Yeah, so you've got the regular players have come back. Um, you know, J- James Kahn, who plays Sonny, who mm. died in the first one. Yes. Spoilers. So he comes back just for that sequence. Yeah, at the, the end. end. Where, yeah, where they're uh, going to meet Vito for his birthday. Turns out James Kahn actually demanded to be the paid the same amount he received for the entire first film for that one single scene in part two, and he got it. So, Oh, my God. That is a lesson in just asking questions. James Kahn, yeah. Ask what you want. Mm. Never say no without a number. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, you've got got all the regular regular players, Mm. all of the men that look the same as each other. Yes. (laughs) I feel like this one they were even more the same, and Mm. there was like a little bit less care of introducing – True. Who was who? True, true, true. Because I, the main thing I got really confused about was the whole storyline with Herman Roth, the guy from yes. Cuba, the old mate. Yeah. Uh, I then read the plot on Wikipedia and it made a bit more sense. But there were moments where it's just I think I wasn't paying enough attention or something, but there were moments where, like, say, Michael was talking to Herman Roth as though they were friends, but in his mind he knew that they weren't. Mm. But I wasn't privy to what was going on in Michael's mind. So yes. I was like, but everyone's friends. Why are you suddenly hating this man? Yeah. And, yeah, so that's where I got mainly confused is mm. the Herman Roth shit. Yeah. Same. But, yeah, we're in Cuba. Yes. Uh, there's a gold telephone that's being passed around the table. Yeah. Oh, actually, speaking of actors returning – so several actors from the film did not return for the sequel. Marlon Brando initially agreed to return for that same birthday flashback sequence. Yeah. But the actor feeling mistreated by the board at Paramount from the first movie failed to show up for that one day of shooting. No. So then Francis Ford Coppola had to rewrite that whole scene on the fly and then they filmed it the following day. Oh, my God. Brando is such a little stinker. Because I that would have, like, really endeared the movie to me like a little bit more if he was in it if he was in it i agree because i was expecting to see him i was waiting i was like oh it's like yeah it's like a memory trip it's like Mm. revisiting because he's dead and but now i get to see him again Mm. Um, no just because he didn't want to show up that one day oh that's a bummer yeah so do you want to talk how should we discuss should we just talk about Vito's storyline and then michael's yeah i think almost for this one i could just go point to point because it's a three and a half hour movie yeah um, I was going to read the screenplay, but no, you're right. That's no, so, no that makes much more sense. <laughs> no, let's go. Okay. Because I way preferred Vito's storyline. Yes, me too. Do we want to talk about, do we get Michael's out of the way and then okay. we just jump into, <laughs> yep. just move it out of there. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Michael. Mm. So not as cool as he was in the first one. Yeah. Turns out he's becoming a bit of a dick. Mm-hmm. He's losing grip. Like, yeah. And that's a hard, I think it goes to show it's like once you have power, it's like so hard to Mm. maintain it. Yeah. I really still, I very much appreciated, again, Pacino's performance. He's so reserved Mm. and everything is so subtle. I kept, I think he only like has one outburst, like angry yelling outburst in this movie. Uh, We all know what scene that is. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it's just like so different from the Pacino I've always thought about in the media where he's, yeah, he's always yelling and yeah. he's always like going big Scarface style. Mm. But this one, it, he was still so reserved, but so fucking powerful and so terrifying. Yeah, he was scary. It was really scary when he wasn't looking into my soul. Mm. He was looking into, I don't know, hell. Yeah. <laughs> 
Which is also my soul. Which is my soul. Yeah, what did you think of Michael's storyline? I, like, this is the thing is I think these could have been two separate movies. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think if it was just Vito's movie, it would have been very highly rated. Mm -hmm. And if it was just Michael's movie, it probably would be like three stars or something. True, It wasn't as compelling. It was like a lot more like bloodthirsty and like Mm. too double-crossy. Like... Yeah, there was so much double crossy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say triple crossy. Yeah. Yes, I believe there was a triple cross in there. I think it was the triple cross with the Herman Roth guy. Mm, yeah. He was playing so many people but wouldn't tell us about it. Yeah. So it was just a bit confusing. And also everything he tried to carry out, like, kind of failed in a way. Like, yeah. he didn't get any wins on the board. And I think that's what the first Godfather did really well of, like, mm. it would set something up. And it would happen. Yes. Whereas this was like setting something up, it doesn't work. Setting something up, it doesn't work. Setting something up, it doesn't work. Like Yeah, which totally I understand is like the storyline because it is his like fall from grace kind of thing. But, you know, you can't go past competent porn mm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it is so satisfying like in Godfather 1 or like in the Vito Corleone story Yeah, uh, where they fucking get it. They do it. They get it done. They win. Mm. I do love watching that uh, because. Anyway, sorry, I keep, keep going to talk about Vito because I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. And so we see a little bit more of Kay during. Yes. Okay. I wanted more of Kay. I did too. Because that was the only storyline I was invested in, in Michael's story, to be honest. They they kind of made us get invested in it at the end of Godfather 1. Mm. Like the final scene is Kay being shut out of the room. So it's like, mm. ooh, let's get more into her involvement and what she knows about the family. Yeah. But they don't really talk, deal with that at all. No. And I think that this, like, Michael's story would have benefited a lot more from taking time out to explain them. But I think also maybe it does, like – because he's not spending time with her, it like heeds Don Corleone, the um, Vito Corleone's words of like a man isn't a real man unless he spends time with his family, and that's oh. when his empire starts falling apart. Is when oh wow, very insightful, Beck. I, I didn't put that together. That is incredible. Just put that together now. Oh my God, take the rest of the day. I am done, and that is it. That was the Godfather too. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, because like mm-hmm. at the start they had that beautiful like. Uh, was that Mike? It was. Oh, it was their son's, uh, cr- uh, cr- not christening. What's the next one you do? Birth Confirmation. Yeah. Or was it a birthday? I think it was a birthday. Okay. Um, but his son's Antonio. Anthony. Anthony, yep. Anthony, one of those mm-hmm. ones. Um, so it was like this big celebration and they were like on him and Kay were on the dance floor and they're having this like. Beautiful moment. So loving moment. They've been married for like 10 years. I was so like, excited in that moment. Mm. Like, yay, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. And they were being so loving to each other. And then she is just like, you said you were going to make this legit. And I was like, oh, no, I just wanted them to be in love. As soon as she said that, I feel like I had the reaction that he had because I was like, oh, he did say that and it hasn't happened. Fuck. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) And that's where it starts fracturing. Yeah. But I – so what happens at the end is like their marriage falls apart and this big climactic scene happens. And I think I'm I'm the same as you. I wanted – to see more of the breakdown of their marriage. Like I wanted to see more of what, what, like what shit she's been through and what, what drives her to do what she does at the end of the film. Cause I think that's really important. And 
something that I realized we usually we saw more in say like a Goodfellas is like the marriages always break down. Yeah. Like just if you're in the mafia, your marriage always breaks down. Unless yeah. you're Vito Corleone. Yeah. They were pretty solid till the end. Oh, I have so many things to say yeah. about that. <laughs> Um, but we in like Goodfellas, we saw the domestic uh, fights and what happens inside the home and the breakdown of the marriage. We mm. saw heaps of that. Whereas in this, we just, yeah, didn't really see all of a sudden Kay was just like, nah, I'm leaving. At a hundred. Yeah. But to get that scene, what Diane Keaton. Diane fucking Keaton. Acted the fuck out of that oh scene. Oh my God. That was the only scene where I put down my rubber gloves and my scrubber. <laughs> And I got out of the shower and I stood there just staring at the laptop on the toilet like, damn, that's – This is a – This is a scene. Good scene. This is really good. <laughs> so basically what happens in the scene mm. is Michael thinks that she had a miscarriage uh, and then she confesses <gasps> that it was an abortion. It's the most electrically charged scene I think I've ever seen in, in a movie. Yeah, that was the biggest plot twist. Yeah. I was sick of all this double-crossing. I was sick of men after each other's money. Mm. I was like, this is this is the real double-cross right here. Yeah, and this is, this is real. This yeah. is, I did not expect this movie to go there. Mm. Like, I thought that she would be like, I'm taking the kids and you're never seeing us again like they do in all the gangster movies. But yeah. fuck me, they really added another element. And it's so heavy because as – because we, we don't know until she yells it at him. Mm. And so you're processing at the same time he is. And all I could think was like, fuck, this would probably be to him, to to Michael Corleone, like who thinks family is so important yeah. and having a son is like the, oh, it's the best thing, best ever thing he could possibly do for her to terminate the pregnancy and then also tell him that it was a boy. I was like, my God, do you want to get out of this alive? Right. That's what made the scene so powerful. Yeah. It's like he is such a powerful man and she's standing up to him and it's like, you oh my God. could die. Like you could properly die. And she's like, I don't care. She doesn't care. She's like literally at her wits end. Yeah. And that's all she can do to get through to him is to say, I did this thing that I know you will never forgive me for. Mm. So you have to believe that our marriage is over. Yeah. Like I feel like that's the – all she could do was to show him. Because even when she was just like before she dropped the bomb, Shell, I was just when she was saying I'm leaving and stuff, I was like, fuck me, Michael Corleone would be the hardest man to leave a marriage with. Yeah. Just for so many reasons. Mm. Not not even considering his connections and what he could do if he's scorned because, you know, her leaving is going to hurt his pride, his Family image is so important to him. He just wants to be his father and his whole father's image was his family. Mm. Then to do something like this is like, yeah, she was yeah, she was ready to. And she started the scene like so yeah. at zero. Mm. Just like very like almost like uh in and just like that when Miranda <laughs> breaks up with oh, her, yeah. ends her like 15-year marriage. Oh my god. <laughs> just yeah. on the couch of like, yeah, we're done. No, so, what um, it was is her husband said, are, you, are we getting divorced? And she just didn't answer. And yeah. that was his answer. Yeah. Fuck you, Miranda. Fuck you, Miranda. So hard. <laughs> but it started like that. I've heard just be like, and um, I'm leaving. So that's, I'm not going to say anything we else. We won't be seeing you again. Yeah. And I was like, what? What? And then from there, it just builds and builds and builds and oh builds. And-, and then some of the best physical acting I've seen is when he strikes her. Yeah. The choreography of that 
was just like fucking heartbreaking. Mm. I just, it was so powerful. Yeah. Because that is the moment that he can never come back from. Yeah. He can, I don't think Vito would ever have laid a hand on his wife. I think that would have been a huge point of pride in the Corleone family is like, you know, fuck up whoever you want, you know, that's double crossing you and shit, but you don't lay a hand on your family. Yeah. And he does. So he can't come back from that. Mm. And he's just, he's basically killed everyone that's like fucking supported him throughout this whole time. He's, he, he has this thing where it's like, keep your friends close, enemies closer. But I just don't think he has any friends anymore. He's just offing yeah, all that's everyone. So true. I think that this might sound really dumb. Is that where that saying comes from? From I this think movie? so. Wow, that's so cool. And we're not going to look it up, but you guys nope. can message us and tell us we're wrong, and that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Also, like the whole breakdown with like Fredo was like, mm. I was a little bit on like Fredo's side. I was like, yeah, if I was your brother, I wouldn't fucking trust you. Yeah. I was I was on Fredo's side. He's mm. just a, a just a dumb idiot. Yeah, that just like he's the like kind of the black sheep of the family. He's the oldest, but he was never made don, and he was never in the running to be it. So he's like super insecure. Yeah, of course you wouldn't trust Michael. Mm. Um, and I was really sad with what ended up happening to Fredo. Yeah, I really didn't think he'd he'd do it. Yeah, like and that also kind of like goes to show at the end. It's like oh, you're a very paranoid man now. Like yeah, you're offing my- your own family members. Yeah. Like you don't have any, and I, I thought this whole thing was about family, and yeah. it's, it's not. Apparently, it's not. Because oh, there's a really interesting moment where he goes to speak to his mum before she passes away. Yeah, and I can't kind of remember how the conversation starts, but they basically start talking about like she's saying like, just focus on your family, like your family is should be your world kind of thing, and he's like but do you think I could ever lose my family? And she's like, no, it's your family. You can't lose them. Yeah. And he says, well, times have changed. And so that's then he's obviously can tell that Diane Keaton's going to leave him at some point. So that was really interesting too. Like just generationally, like society has changed. Yeah. People are getting divorced more easily and are leaving bad relationships and stuff. I mean, this is still only the 50s. It was also like, you can see also like the parallels that they draw of like, okay, can we get into Vito's story now? Can I just mention one yes, moment absolutely. from Michael's storyline? I just, I think my favorite moment from Michael's storyline is when they're at that big New Year's Eve party mm. and Fredo, he goes up to Fredo and he he knows that Fredo has double crossed him, but Fredo doesn't know that he knows that he's double crossed him. Right. And he just does that moment where he just grabs his face and gives him a massive smooch right on the lips. And he says to him, I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Yes. <gasps> that was so fucking heavy. And that Fredo's was- just like, what, what? And they're like in a sea of people with like, like noise and chaos and music. And he just goes like, just whispers to him. I know it was you. You broke my heart. Oh. And then be like, I'm still going to save you. I'm still going to get yeah, you I'm out of here. I'm still going to save you. Like, yeah. um, Okay. All right. Let's go to Vito. Okay. A much happier storyline. Mm, way better. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. For starters, the lighting of Vito storyline. Gorgeous. Everything was Everything was tones. like slightly soft, soft really oh, soft. Gorgeous, nostalgic. Yes. And like he was just such like an honourable man, except for like one part, but whatever, who cares? What's um, the non-honourable bit? When he kills the guy. Which guy? The the first Don. Oh, um, okay. Look, that yeah. wasn't necessarily honourable, but mm. he wasn't in the world yet. So I don't think he had like honor around that kind of stuff. Like that's yeah. what got him into the world. I reckon he was like, okay, 
I'll allow myself that one. Yeah. Because it kind of started my job. But from now on. No more killing. Only honorable ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he starts out and like one of the first scenes is him going to a play and his friend with the biggest eyebrows I've. Oh, yeah. Ever putting John Howard, our former prime minister, to bed with the eyebrow game. That's probably where he got it from. He's yeah. a big Godfather 2 fan. <laughs> and they take him to this play and his friend's like, this girl, she's so beautiful. Like you gotta And I was thinking, I was like, oh, he's a married man. Like, please don't yes. start this with him cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah, so true. I had a glimmer of that too. Yeah, and he just like didn't even wasn't even phased. I was like, I'm a married man. I don't look at other women. I don't even think about it. I was like, yeah, she's pretty whatever. I don't care. Oh, my God. I was like, could you get any hotter? And his wife is so beautiful. I love their little relationship. Like, it's very basic, very simple life that they're living. But they just, they seem happy. And I just, I fucking love Vito. Yeah. So, okay. So, the I found the scene. How'd you find the scene of him? as a kid emigrating to America, to Ellis Island, like on the ship and stuff and going through like quarantine and stuff. I found that really heavy. Yeah. And really like, it actually reminded me of, so my, my grandparents emigrated during World War II from Poland and Austria. And it, I know this is a completely different time and different country and Not stuff, but I'm sure emigrating on a ship is emigrating on a ship is, you know, there's only so much difference there can be. And it really like hit me because I don't know a lot about my grandparents parents history and stuff uh Mm. they never really they never they only ever spoke English in the house to my father and to his brothers and stuff so I don't know a lot of their history because they when they got here they really just wanted to assimilate into Australian culture um so they didn't really talk about their lives back then but just watching this poor little boy like get on a boat by himself Across the seas and then just like get herded like cattle through oh it's just so much I was just like this happens and this is so distressing it would be so scary for anyone and completely alone so alone like no adults or parents with him no just like money yeah no resources no one to talk to like and he can't in a different speak language. as well like yeah. he's like they're like he doesn't talk Ugh. and then to see like the empire he creates it's just like incredible oh my god and okay, so not only is Robert De Niro just the most beautiful man that's ever walked this earth, he mm. also spends most of his lines in Italian, mm. which is okay. Just that my was God, bella, as they say, <laughs> molto bene. Yeah, very hot. <laughs> Mamma mia! Yeah, and apparently he actually went and stayed. He stayed in Sicily for three months prior to filming this so he could really get, like, the dialect down. Oh, oh my God. He's a method man. He's a method man. (sighs) I'm in love. I'm in love with him so hard. Everyone slept on this for so long. Let me know. Because also, like, I know the point of it is nostalgia. So, of course, like, they can't be like, and he was a piece of shit. Like, it would really fuck up the whole Godfather franchise. But they could have and they didn't. Like, Mm. I feel so many of the newer movies would take that route because it's edgy, it's shocking and stuff. But I really love that they didn't do that to Vito. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they kind of make him out as like this, like, he's not like other men. Like, Mm. he's not like, I'm sorry, other people. Other people. It's not a gender thing. No, he's but also not. Then. No, he's not. That he didn't cheat on his wife. That's we love that. One of a kind. So <laughs> much. Um and just like he's just like this very respectable, quiet guy, like very unassuming. Mm. And then 
he just keeps asking questions. Mm. I mean, like, why are we doing this? Why are we putting up with this? Mm -hmm. And then he sees like a very obvious way to change it and make everyone's lives better, including his family. I mean, yes, does he kill someone? Yeah. But he's hot, so why do we care? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let hot mafia heads kill people. Yes. It's okay. So, like, as we're learning about his personality and stuff, as he's kind of like met with all these little things that he has to figure out mm. or problem solve or overcome, like when he gets fired from the little deli that he works at. Yeah. And he's so lovely to the owner. He doesn't cause a fuss or anything because the owner has been forced to fire him because the current Don's nephew wants a job there. Yeah. So he has to fire Robert De Niro. And instead of being like, fuck this and like leaving, being like toxic man or whatever, instead he just is so nice to him. Mm. And he's like, I, I will – this is where the whole like fucking mafia speak comes in. He's like, I will always remember what you did for me and I always repay a favor kind of thing. It's a yeah. favor exchange shit starts. Yeah. And I just respected that he was so nice to the guy. And then the guy <laughs> gave him like a care package of food to take home to his wife because yes. he's unemployed now. And he was, it's just nice. Mm. I want more of that. Just like really, that was so much. That's what the first Godfather did. It was just like constant exchanging yeah. and like following through on promises. And favors. Yeah, true. Because I think that's such a big part of the honor system. Mm. of the, the mafia where we started with like you want me to do murder for money that's not justice your daughter's still alive so true it all comes back and that's why michael fucking sucks at the job because he forget that goes out the window yeah he doesn't care about favors anymore mm -hmm. he just wants to kill his enemies i think also because michael like had like a lot of un maybe because michael's had like a lot of unfair murders happen around him he's more affected by it yeah true Although Vito oh, had some pretty, yeah. pretty unfair murders, all yeah, our father, mother, and brother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then he gets his own. Oh my god, that was so satisfying when he went back the and killed satisfying. the Don that killed his dad and brother. And I liked it because I knew what was happening. Mm. I could follow yes. this part. You like the fuck? Like that's yes. the guy from before, but he's older now. Mm. And then he's like. Being so cool, he's like, yeah, Corleone. He's like, oh, you took the name from our town. He's like, yeah. yeah. He's like, what's your real name? <laughs> That's like, you know when, like, you have a fight with someone or, like, you're going to give someone, like, your two fucking cents and yeah, you plan yeah. it out in your head? Mm -hmm. That is that conversation planned out happening in real time. Uh, he must have been so happy with how that went. Yeah. <laughs> Did you imagine if he was, like, he didn't even ask his name? He's like, thanks. Anyway, good luck See with ya. the olive oil business. Uh, Had a little nap. <laughs> No, I just wanted to – you just ask me a question that, that makes me get up real close to you and whisper in your ear because I just, like, don't – don't ask me why, yeah. but I just really need to be really close to you right now. to get close to you. <laughs> so, yeah, that was so fucking satisfying. Yeah. There were so many scenes of him just being, like, loving with his children, of, like, yes. holding his babies and playing when with his babies. On the steps outside the yes. house. and he takes baby Michael and he's like, I love you so much. He literally says it to him out loud. He goes, Michael – I love you so much. And he just like tenderly touches him and his wife seems happy yeah. and fulfilled. All right. Okay. Yeah. I will marry you. I'm so hard. Um, and I, did you notice he kind of like started to adopt the voice of Brando, like the, the husky godfather voice? Oh, At I first did. he was just more like a sprightly Italian man. Mm. But like as he got older, because I think his story spans like at least 10, 15 years. Um, 
he definitely, he start. you can just like fucking Robert De Niro is so good. He just very subtly starts getting into that, the voice mm. of, of Marlon Brando. And I read that uh, in the later scenes, he actually wore like a much smaller version of the mouthpiece that Marlon wore. So his face, his like mouth's a little bit coming out. Like I totally believe that he is a young Marlon Brando. Yeah, totally. That was excellent casting. Mm. (sighs) Oh, I I do remember one question I have. Yes. That the plot um, summary did not answer for me. Mm. So you know how in Michael's storyline, there's that, that short, tubby guy who's going to testify against them in court and he's going to be the one person that can corroborate all these charges. And then as soon as his brother turns up, he flips and he says, I don't know anything. Yeah. What? Do you know why that was? I think maybe because his brother was like a big deal and he was like, oh, like I'm in trouble now. I want to impress you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, that was, yeah, I didn't fully understand what was happening in that court case. Yeah, I didn't even know it was coming up. Then all of a sudden we were in court. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, will we? Anyway, there's just, yeah, so much more foreboding they could have done. Yeah. Because they kind of, that was like so much of Vito's story was foreboding and being like, mm. and this is what's going to happen and this is why it's happened. Setting and... everything up, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, in Michael's story, one mm. thing I would like to talk about that was like, again, Diane Keaton just being mm. the best when it's like the Michael's mother's funeral and she like gets to see the kids. Oh yeah. And she's like, um, has to say goodbye to them. Cause I don't know if she's going to get to see them again ever. Question mark. Yeah. It kind of implies that he's like, I have full custody now. You will yeah. not, which again would make it so terrifying to leave someone like him yeah. with all of the money and resources, like especially lawyers in the world. This is also the 1950s. Oh, mm. so scary. Yeah. Like, and so she's like hugging them goodbye and oh. like she puts on that big sexy coat. Amazing. That coat was so gorgeous. Oh, everything at this, I, yeah. Yeah. And I, okay. And I get Michael's behavior is yuck. It's problematic. It's no good. Scary man right now, not doing good things. Totally. Okay. But when she's standing at the door and he comes around the corner, I've never been so horny in my goddamn <laughs> life. Yes. He's got those sultry eyes on in that yes. scene. I thought he was going to reconcile with her. Yeah, I thought he was like, honestly, it had full, like, you know when, like, you know you're going to see an ex <laughs> and you, like, put in the effort to be like, I'm doing really fucking well, by the way. did he have, like, some cool sweater on yeah, or something? He like, was dressed what, real me? nice. You might as well have walked out with, like, a book and reading glasses. Me? Oh, I'm just here reading yeah. a book. I didn't know you were here. Mm, he definitely done a sheet mask in the morning. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and like he was just like what what's up and I was like if I was I her know. I would have buckled and be like yeah no you know what let's this have another baby right, right now, now. <laughs> and look again I know he's so scary so he's terrifying so yeah but I found I couldn't help but laugh when he walks up because in that moment when he's standing at the door and she's just like Michael and they're just looking at each other mm. I thought he was going to be like why don't you come in yeah but instead he just, just closes, closes the, the door, door in her face. Yeah. I found that really funny. Yeah. I don't know why. I was happy that there wasn't any violence, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but just like, just like, use your words, mate. Say something. Mm. Just close the door in her face. <laughs> Are you 12? <sighs> uh, oh, yes. can I make a request to all of cinema? Mm-hmm. Can we start having intermissions? 
in these long ass movies. Yes. There was literally an intermission in this film. Big fan of that. Oh, huge fan. Mm, the new Batman movie needed an intermission. Okay, I haven't seen it Sorry, yet. We're doing it next week, guys, by the way. Oh, yes, yes. We're doing um, the Batman next week with a very special guest. Very yes. exciting. Yes. Uh, but fuck me. I know it didn't really make a difference to me because I'm watching it on TV, but something about it just broke it up in my head. I mm. think just like for the that the movie's allowing us to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> the movie's granting permission for that. I just really appreciated that. Mm. Really that was did. really nice. Mm. <sighs> yeah. That's so. <laughs> that was Godfather 2. That was Godfather 2. Closing thoughts. Yes. Okay. I mean, I've already said this multiple times, but let's talk about it. Alex, mm. did this movie make you horny? <laughs> Too many times. Too many times. This one was way horny. For a mafia movie yeah. from the 70s. It's gruesomely violent. This People is- do awful things. <laughs> like this is flipping my entire I don't like movies made pre-1980, just flipping that theory on its head because mm. not only do I love these movies, but they fucking made me horny. Horny shit. Like 1970s horny. Yeah. Which is weird. I know. And for two people that we have like not been attracted to in other movies. Yeah, we've respected them. Yeah. Been impressed by them. Mm. But I've, yeah, even in Scarface. Yeah. uh, Which is not too, you know, it was only like maybe 10 years later than this. So he was, you know, still young guy. Yeah. No, yuck. Yuck. Disgusting. This. It's soft lighting, guys. Soft lighting and like well groomed. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. And if you can get a sultry eye in there, oh, I'm done. To it. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie on a date? Um, no, unless you want Robert De Niro to steal your girl or boy. Absolutely, yeah. If you, that's your plan, Ooh. go for it. Otherwise, avoid it at all costs. Yeah. This is. Keep this him out of there. Solo date movie. This is a one person date movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, okay. Shall we rate it? Shall we? How many Hail Marys in a fishing boat? It's I forgot about that scene. That was so fucking so well written. Good. That was How? a great scene. No, actually, it's too sad. Let's not do that one. Um, <laughs> okay, but I want to talk about that scene just oh, really yeah, quick. absolutely. How good the writing is that they set up that he says a Hail Mary before he throws the fishing line in mm. and then it turns out he's saying a fucking Hail Mary before he's executed. Yeah. I just, brilliant. 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 And the way that was shot, just the silhouette on the water. Yeah, and, and you just like you just see the gun come in like just oh. at the corner, not the, oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, uh, but yes, okay, how about, okay, so do you remember the big cake on the balcony with all the old boys in Cuba? Yes. <laughs> They're just <laughs> handing out pieces of cake like it's a little kid's birthday yeah. party. I found that adorable that and was very so funny. Cute. All right, so how many pieces of cake in Cuba out of five do you give this film? All right, I give this, honestly, 4.2 pieces of cake. Okay. It's not a 4.5 because it was very long and I mm-hmm. didn't like it as much as the other godfather mm-hmm. um, and a couple of points off for how Michael treated Kay. Sure. But then he also he was like really hot. So I was like, <laughs> oh, so confusing. <laughs> so confusing. Stop it. Stop it, Hollywood. Uh, um, so, yeah, 4.2 okay. pieces of cake in Cuba. What about you? I give this – this is going to not make sense, but I give it a 4.5. I actually okay. liked this one better than Godfather 1. What? Do pray tell. But I think I've just – I'm maybe honing my rating system a bit more with this one. Um, yeah, points off for the length. Mm-hmm. Definitely could have been cut down, cut some of Michael's storyline out. Yeah. 
and put and more veto. More veto just oh holding God. a baby. Just oh <laughs> my God. being faithful to his wife. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that noise out. Cut <laughs> that noise out. <laughs> no, that's a soundbite. <laughs> that's my new ringtone. Um, but I still liked it better. But yeah, I will take a little bit off. I think I was just very excited last week. I will take it just a little bit off for the length and also the length of Michael's stuff could have been cut yeah. down. But otherwise, fucking excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Great. So good. Um, so, of mm. course, there is a Godfather 3. Three. There is. And I've heard a lot about this one. Yes. Mm. Um, but we can't do it next week because we are doing the Batman of movie. Um, we're very excited to do that one. The Man of Batch. Um, But we may be thinking of doing it on our Patreon. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. I so like that. We're going to put a poll up on our Instagram, Instagram. account, at Dude Cinema Pod. Um, if you want us to do it on the Patreon, mm-hmm. submit there because I've also heard it's a pile of trash. Trash. Yes, I have heard it's a pile of trash. Yeah. Which do we ugh, be so sad to sully the great mm. name of one and two, but I guess that's what everyone went through 50 years ago. Yeah. So it's probably, it's our turn. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> let us know over on Instagram if you would like us to do Godfather 3 on our Patreon. Yeah, we'll do so. And also on the Patreon, don't forget we're doing Pam and Tommy. Yes. We got some really fun um, movie trivia up there. Yeah. Which, yeah. And again, we just, we finished and just like that and... It's just such a fun chat, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so that was Godfather 2. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we do the Batman with special guests. We're bringing her back, making her watch more freaking more Batman. fucking Batman. <laughs> it's Nikki Britton. Nikki Britton. <laughs> oh, my God. We have to pay her money for how many hours of Batman we've made this woman watch. Poor woman. <laughs> We're so excited. And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Do Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Do Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to do cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to uh, support us, mm. here's the ways that you can do so. You don't need to spend money on our Patreon, but we would love if you did. Please do, but uh, if you don't want to. Yeah, there's so many other things you can want. Mm. You can rate this podcast yeah. on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Mm. This is Spotify's one click. Mm hmm. Uh, you can do it on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review uh, and let us know what movie a dude has told you to see and we will review it for you. Uh, we also have merch yeah. at dudesinemapod.com.au. we got tote bags and stickers. Stickies for your laptopies. Um, and you can also just send us like a little message and be like, what's up? Yeah. Just be like, what's Thank up? You. And we'll be like, what's up to you? Yeah. We love it. Mm. We respond to messages, guys, by the way. Yeah. We, it's yeah. my favorite part of the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And that's everything. So. That's all it. All I have to say now. Yes. Alexia. My love. Akumite to you. And Akumite to you, yours, and to the Corleones. <gasps> Play some Italian music. <laughs> <laughs>